Incoming transmission. These are the voyages of the Starship Enterprise. So, this is a huge victory for the good guys. Scotty, beam me up. Resistance is futile. They're long and prosperous. special bonus episode of the computer resume podcast the show covering the entire star trek franchise in chronological order for fans new and old but today mr drew burris from the more you nerd podcast and i writer comedian mr todd a davis have gathered our nerdy wares and we're going to share them with you in his first star trek show and tell yay oh you thought you were done with me gang but here i I am I just love Star Trek too much to give it up. I'm not going to give it up. You can't make me. (laughs) But Todd, yes, Todd, how are you going to do show and tell on an audio podcast? Well, thank you for asking. Fear not, dear listener. This episode will be loaded to the Computer Resume Podcast YouTube channel. Yay! Oh, good for all of the cool actual stuff that I have in front of me. Right. Uh, (laughs) Spoiler warning for for the gang here. Um, I thought I had all my Star Trek stuff in my house after I moved out of my parents' house <laughs> multiple decades ago, but um, <laughs> I don't. Uh, it's still with them, and I have just pictures of stuff from my collection tonight, uh, which is fine. It's fine. Yeah, it's all good. Look, and you'll notice, folks, I don't have a green screen behind me. Drew doesn't have a green screen behind him. We're, I'm, we're both wearing big headsets like... <laughs> We're 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 doing this because we love Star Trek and we love showing off our nerdy our nerdy stuff. Yeah, exactly. He's got he's got one of those. I got like a little uh, Starfleet medical <laughs> thing. It's great. <laughs> we, we, this is part of the Star Trek fandom that we just haven't really tapped into yet. Um, but anyways, without further ado, uh, Mr. Burris, Drew, you are the guest. Please go first. So I am going to uh, share my screen a little bit and let's see, can I just, oh, I can just share a specific image. My first uh, uh, item, if you can see this. Ah, yes. This is the Playmates tricorder. This was the, the wonderful, excellent, perfect toy for a child who loves Star Trek The Next Generation. Between this and the phaser, which... Yes, I also have, but the phaser is a little, you know, it's, 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 it, it's, it, it's a thing that makes a sound. This had, uh, had all of the cool things. And it's so funny to look back and, and investigate the, 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 what this thing was. So as you're looking at it, it's got at the very top, it's got a little switch that was the on off switch to it. The, the little green and red. Deal. Yep. And then the rest of it was a sticker. It was stickers. <laughs> Let's be real. But uh, it did open and close just like it did on the show. It actually had a belt clip to it uh, so that you could clip it to your belt, uh, though uh, you could you could probably, you know, scratch that and make your own custom uh, 3D printed uh, like cup for that to sit in because they always oh, yeah. had that. Uh, but uh, what strikes me about this looking at it now is look at how small the screen is on this thing. It's so and tiny. <laughs> it, this was not a screen accurate prop 
but it was it was slightly scaled down, but it was largely a screen accurate prop. The screen on the tricorder on TNG was not very big, uh, but um, the the three buttons right underneath the screen, uh, Geo, Met, and Bio. Mm-hmm. These were all different buttons that you could press that would cause sound effects to happen. Nice. And and Geo, I'm assuming, was a geological scan. Uh, Met, can't tell you. Can't tell you what a Met scan was. And obviously a bio scan, probably a, a, a biological scan for different things. And you could scan on the alpha, beta, delta, or gamma waves. You could go through the library, like like intership tricorder, like all of these little things that were just screen accurate icons for what was on the, the tricorder. I just adore this thing and I, I need it back in my life. Like, and, and I will point out one thing in the image that you can see on screen here. As you go across the little hinge, there's little like the uh, little raised bits. Do you see those uh, here? Like uh, here. Okay. And- yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Is that what gives it the clicking sound? It gives it the clicking sound when you open it. Exactly. It's so satisfying to click that thing open and then press a button for it to to do its thing. It took (laughs) two AA batteries. um, And I hope that I have not left AA batteries in my tricorder so that when I recover it, it is not a horrifying... (laughs) <laughs> alkaline mess <laughs> i you know i haven't had a chance to every now and then i do love the satisfying restoration of old video game consoles and old toys and old uh appliances and things like that um i hope someone out there has done a maybe a diy of a restor yes oh for those of you look at how, look at how brown this is if, this you're ju- is if you're just listening to this he's got a p a, the the playstation is that no this oh, is, no this is, this that's is the, the super, super famicom oh this is the japanese version of the super nintendo which i uh, had to get because i love the look of this thing so much um but it is yellowed to all get out and you there there's not much on this that you can see the original color uh but when you talk about restoring old game consoles sorry had to pull this off the shelf nice no that's great (laughs) but yeah i i think there has to be some some diy crafty uh mechanically inclined nerd i hope has seen one of these been able to get their hands on one and retro it with like one of those old school cell phone screens and put it in there for some some fun type uh some fun so. goodness yeah if <laughs> really not that so. could be a project that the two of us try to undertake <laughs> i i am willing sir well because here's the thing like this is actually something i've kind of been looking for like quietly been looking for because our good friend mr gary horn who is involved who is hip deep he's neck deep in uh, the National Wrestling Alliance. I've been uh, back and forth with him about scheduling some time for me to go with him to some of the NWA events. And what I want to do as a fan is dress in a Starfleet uniform with a tricorder, but next to where the wrestlers come out or as close as I can get to them. And as each one comes through the curtain, scan them with a tricorder and either shake my head or nod my head. <laughs> the whole time and just like not react any other way just scan them and just <laughs> he'll hear this and be like so you're not coming with me to wrestling 
all right, fine. <laughs> well, uh, for my first bit for show and tell, I have this little guy right here. This is uh, the uh, the Enterprise mission patch from uh, from NASA that uh, my wife and I we went we for a short while. The wife and I lived in Florida, and one night we went to uh, we went to see the Beach Boys in Cocoa Beach. And when we heard that they were going to be in Cocoa Beach, and we bought tickets, you know, it was like, you know what? Let's just make a day of it, and we'll spend the first half of the day. Cape Canaveral. And it's like, yeah, absolutely. And I, you know, walking through, there's so much history and so many like fun, nerdy, historical knickknacks and trinkets you can get. And I was just kind of like, oh man, I don't know what to. And then I saw the patch and I was like, that's it. The day's done. The patch is mine. (laughs) (laughs) But uh, yeah, so so there's the patch, but it's also still in the pack from Kennedy Space Center. Uh, Have not opened it, have not touched it. Uh, The reason I got this was because I also got the the Enterprise shoulder patch. Oh. (laughs) And this this one was a little more expensive and a little bit harder to find. The HMS Enterprise from from uh her majesty's her majesty's uh her majesty's <laughs> navy or uh so yeah so the idea was i was going to get i don't really cosplay but because the enterprise uniforms and jackets and stuff are like more practical because they have pockets um the idea was to throw to throw this on a jacket that looks close to what they were wearing and uh on enterprise and then do a history of enterprise with all the different patches on the back of it. Um, and I actually still have, um, I actually still have a name patch from uh, one of my law enforcement uniforms. So I was actually going to throw that on there as well awesome. and um, have my own little Star Trek enterprise history of uh, jacket <laughs> that I could wear. <laughs> we didn't talk about, we didn't talk about this on the show and, and, and well, I, the the other NX class ship hasn't shown up yet, but that's one of my favorite things about how they they do things on the Enterprise uniforms. But that's a that's a comment for another time. <laughs> oh yeah, it's you know I've gone on record saying you know it's kind of fun that they did a structure that is similar to the military and with all the sciences, especially here with the NX um, with the NX Enterprise, the NX01 Enterprise. They're all kind of scientists like Reed is pretty much the only tactical officer until they get the Makos who are like, they are trained military operatives. Like, yes, um, they are soldiers. Everybody else on the ship at this point is a scientist. So it's kind of fun to see the development of Starfleet sort of by trial and error through, through enterprise. And it's something that the, the original series tackles a decent amount but that they, they, that's never touched on again. Like if you look, if you go back and watch the original series, anytime they come across another NCC 17 ship, they've all got a different crest on their uniform. Yep. 
and and that is something that they never utilized past outside of enterprise i guess because enterprise they did mm-hmm. they never utilized past the original series because at some point it just became oh the enterprise logo is the logo for all of starfleet yeah and that's just what it is and yep. that's all the way it's always been ignore <laughs> everything that, every bit of evidence that you've seen that anything else was different um, and that's something that that while i understand that that's what they would do i don't I feel like there's there's something that I don't necessarily like as much about that. But uh yeah, I've thought about it cuz I was like, you know, cuz they cuz we have the tel- the the Telvin, the Kelvin timeline um where they kind of do the same thing that was done on the original series. But I always thought, you know, it would be kind of cool to see the jerseys reflect more of the structure of like maybe your um cuz I remember when I was working uh, at the county jail if someone asked to see a white shirt, that meant they wanted to see the lieutenant, you know, or the or the uh, the watch commander, uh, you know, let me, th- you know, three bars. That's your sergeants, you know, uh, your mosquito wings or your officers and stuff like that. Um, but all those different things, I kind of would like to have seen, you know, the white shirt be the captain, you know, the gray shirt be uh, the commander. And then have have your you know that's what I loved about uh, the Section Thirty One badges where they were black on Discovery. I was like, oh, that's pretty dope. So have those guys up, in I, all I, black. I left mine upstairs. Oh, did you? <laughs> um, but you know, if you had like the red, yellow, and blue primary colors as your main department heads, then someone you know, if you specifically um, denote like those are particular areas of function on the ship then you know a purple a purple jersey would be someone who's involved with who's involved under red and under blue and then you start coming out with your color combination so your the color of your jersey kind of denoted like where you worked hmm. or at least what department you were in that's kind of I, I don't know if i were to do a reboot of the original series which would be <laughs> insane but that's kind of how I would structure it. Cause I mean, they have the rank, the rank is actually indicated on the bottom of the sleeve. Uh, yes. You know, the casual fan might not know that, but like those lines that are around the wrist there on the original series jerseys, those are actually their rank. Um, Which, f- funny that you mentioned that yeah. um, Star Trek discovery, when they had the first enterprise crew join the discovery crew, they were wearing the, the more that was the discovery uniforms but in the tos style yeah they forgot to include the rank stripes on the sleeves and had to add them in digitally later oh didn't realize that that's that's fun that's a fun (laughs) tidbit yeah yeah well uh drew let's move right along what do you got next what's your second item all right here we go uh strange new strange new items uh, thinking about Strange New Worlds too much. Item number two, the pinnacle of my entire collection. I love this so much. I played with this so much as a child. This there it is. is the Star Trek The Next Generation Enterprise D Bridge playset. Wow. I was I lucked out in that I, I this was one of the best Christmas presents that I ever got in my entire life. I played with this for years years yeah um notable things about this uh, of course it had the spots for all of the the bridge crew uh why jordy in this picture this again this is not my picture uh why data is sitting back here at the uh 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 just 
yeah. engineering stations mm-hmm. instead of it at, at the con. Uh, I don't know, but uh, <laughs> the 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 enterprise the the TNG action figures all had these legs that sort of splayed out like in a in a weird V. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> so they all they're all all spreading kind of weird. But um, but I love this this thing so much. The the brown uh the uh like wooden railing uh, yeah the, for, the, the horseshoe the horseshoe you could actually remove that oh, and really? i would do that i would do that every so often to do an alternate universe take on the in the enterprise bridge or do the battle bridge because the battle bridge never had that right uh, yeah which is which is just silly uh the 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 helm and con consoles down here mm-hmm. they did actually move that you could you could spin them the 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 top part out as happened on the show from time to time yeah uh, so which which I loved the the if, if you see back up here at the two back uh, back doors, mm-hmm. they have little levers on them that you would pull and it would open the doors, which was great. Yeah, um, the the screen itself, you could you could swap out different internal pieces so that you could see different things. And these these two two wall plates on either side. If you see these little divots around the like these little little pieces around the the corners. Yeah, yeah. I actually much like the person that took this picture. I lost one of these, and I know where it fell. It fell down a vent in my house, in my <sighs> parents' house. It's probably down there somewhere, and one day I will find it, even though it's been twenty five years since I have seen it. Um. I will find it one day, but the, the two side panels, you could just lower down so that you could see it from, from that angle. Uh, I loved, I loved this action figure line. I loved this, this bridge set. I played with it all the time. Um, I, I, I loved the shuttle. The, they had a shuttlecraft that you could put people in that I yep. had that too. Um, I'm going to point out because I mentioned it jokingly on, on last week's episode, probably after uh, we stopped recording. But if you notice Commander Riker here mm-hmm. has the big tear in his, yeah. <laughs> in his uniform. Yeah. Uh, when they released the Thomas Riker figure, it was exactly the same figure, just with gold. <laughs> but they didn't come, they didn't smooth down the uh, the rip and the uniform, uh, and so so that was it. I will also point you to both his hand and Jordy's hand, and uh, you can't see Data's other hand, but Data's hand right here. These were meant to hold small versions of the the, the, the well. So so Riker had a phaser. Worf had a phaser. Uh, Jordy and Data had tricorders. Uh, oh. So, so they, the, the, uh, but also keep a lookout at Captain Picard's hand. What does it look like? He's got the engage. engage. He's got the engage <laughs> fingers. Uh, and last but not least, I'm just going to point out Data's back right here. Yeah. Data had a panel that you could open for his Cybertronic positronics. He also had one on his wrist that you can't see because it's on the wrist that is blocked by this. I oh, love this this line of action figures this was my childhood um you know i will also point out they have the the tricorder cups on some of their yeah and and picard all have the the tricorder cups on their their hips uh i i adored this action figure line and this bridge set in particular was so much of my childhood they would eventually release 
sets that would attach to the back parts so that you could pull a door open and you'd be in engineering. Uh, they had one for uh, engineering that they released as part of Star Trek Generations, which I, 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 I think I had that one. Uh, they also had a, tra- a transporter that I know I never had, uh, but, uh, mm. but yeah. But you, they never released the Picard's Ready Room playset for you to put at the front end of the, the of the bridge. Which, yeah, that's fine, I guess. <laughs> um, last but not least, uh, I will t- comment on Jordy's face because uh, Jordy does wear a visor, mm-hmm. and you're not supposed to be able to take Jordy's visor off. Um, but I definitely took Jordy's visor off. Uh, it would still <laughs> click on because it had little bits to attach to, but it was glued on. But when you took it off, it he did just have white eyes. He had no pupils. Yeah. Which was which was typically what you would see of any blind character in the nineties. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> so it did uh it did uh uh work a little bit there. Um oh and oh I forgot about these. The little the little terminals at the ends of the horseshoe. Yeah. The top parts of those twisted too, so that you nice. could, you could uh, it's, twist those and it's and pretty damn it. accurate. I like this, th- it was a, a an awesome set, and also I remember it being this big. Yeah, it's, it looks big. It's probably this big as I as I look at it today, <laughs> <laughs> but I was a kid the last time I really messed with it, um, and I wanted it in my in my uh, uh, in my adult home, and it's still in in storage, unfortunately. Now, uh, but is. Because I noticed, because it's not up here, and I I don't think, because I don't think it was up here. The the nameplate, I think that plate's actually down here. It, did it did it come with the nameplate with the dedication plate? Oh, you know I can't. It would it would have been on this this uh, right wall on the images we're looking at it. I cannot remember if it had the nameplate on it. Um, mm. I would have to look that up to see from a different angle to see it. Um, but what it did have is along the wharf's console. It had different buttons that you could push for a red alert and and different uh, nice. and sensor scan and things like that. Very uh, cool. different sound effects based on the buttons. Nice. Well, uh, from TNG, we uh, go over to uh, the Kelvin timeline with my next with my next piece of memorabilia here, and I'm taking out of taking it out of the plastic for the first time probably oh. since. 2014 you don't have to take it out of the plastic i believe you I believe okay you well to... it's, it's okay because I, I i mean it's all it's sealed raining. up <laughs> <laughs> so this is um star trek nero number one the retailer incentive photo cover personally signed to me by mr carl urban and it's got a cgc grade of 9.8 the signature is certified i actually got to meet Carl Urban at Megacon uh, 2014. He was incredibly nice. Uh, very, very sweet. Um, he, it was so funny because um, I told, I really, I, I was there with my wife and we got him to sign the thing and, you know, he's been meeting people all day, but he's, he, if you look at him uh, and his career, you can kind of tell he's a nerd's nerd. Like he's one Carl, of us. Carl um, Urban may be one of the handsomest people that has ever lived, but this dude, <laughs> this dude knows his nerd stuff. And like, I've seen YouTube videos of his own collection of mostly of props that he has taken from, from stuff he's been in. Yeah. And and he's got it on display and he can tell you everything about the props that he has taken. Like whether it's from Lord of the Rings or Star Trek or judge dread, like he, 
he knows his stuff and to the point where he definitely he auditioned for McCoy because he liked that character. Yeah. And of the 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 Kelvin timeline actors, Carl Urban is the one that I like the most. He he <laughs> nails it. He really he does. gets it. And honestly, I think right that, behind I think right behind him or next to him is definitely Simon Pegg. Oh, for sure. For yeah. sure, for sure, for sure. I mean, Simon <laughs> Pegg wrote Star Trek Beyond or co-wrote yeah. Star Trek Beyond. So it's a little, I, I, I don't, I don't include Simon Pegg because he's got too much of a history of being a nerd and other stuff. Right, right. <laughs> but, uh, but, but, uh, but I will also say when it comes to the, the, the Kelvin timeline era of Bones is that he is canonically based on the comics that came out around the, the Kelvin timeline and some of the others from Marietta, Georgia, which is where I happen to be right now. (laughs) (laughs) It's a, I've always been a fan of that. (laughs) Oh yeah. It's such a, it's such a fun, uh, you know, he, he is, he seems, he he is a, he's such, he's so much nicer than he really should be. (laughs) He like, he has every right to be an absolute (laughs) jerk to people, Uh, but he is so nice. And the interaction I'll always remember is I met him and I was working in, uh, you know, I just finished my law enforcement career and I was telling, you know, I was like, oh, every now and then the wife will ask me to do something and I'll go, damn it, cat, I'm a police officer, not a garbage man or whatever he goes. And he, and without missing a beat, he looked up at me and goes, you should tell her you are the law. I was like, oh, I love you so much. <laughs> what a quick wit. That's so dope. Yeah. But I mean, I mean, so uh, Judge Dredd, Star Trek, the boys, Marvel, has he done anything DC? I don't think the boys DC. DC. No, boys is uh well boys is image. It no, it was it was uh originally part of uh DC's off label that I can't remember the name of. Um, oh, okay. It's been deprecated since then. It's the same thing that Constantine was a part of and some oh vertigo. It's I think it started out as a vertigo book, but it's become independent since then. And I want to say dynamite might have put the rest of it out. I don't remember. Okay. Um, don't hold us to any of these facts, but he was also so many side characters on Hercules, the legendary journeys and Xena warrior princess. Oh, wow. Oh man. That <laughs> must've been earlier in or, his career. <laughs> well, remember he's from New Zealand. He, he, yeah. Yeah, he was part of all of that, that stuff that was filmed down there. Uh, and uh, as along with a number of other people, so you can go back. There have been articles on Buzzfeed and other sources <laughs> just line by line all of the different characters with screenshots of them from from those series that he was in nice this is a guy that's been around the block a lot before he got known and he was lucky enough like again i think his first breakthrough role was in uh two towers as part of the writers of rohan okay well was that before was that before because he was in born identity was that before born identity i don't know the answer to that question Cause, cause that would have been, cause again, they filmed a lot of those, a lot of that trilogy around the same time. Mm, so that right. would have been yeah, yeah, right, right around the 2000 to 2002 era. Uh-huh. Like, uh, cause, cause I know the, the original cast of Lord of the Rings, you see pictures of them in 1999, but the first movie didn't come out until 2002. I remember cause I had just graduated high school when the first one came out. Um, and then of course the sequel wouldn't come out for a couple of years after that. Right. So, 
there, I don't know when that would have been, whether it was before or after, because I can't tell you when they filmed that stuff versus when it actually released because it was all over the place. Wow. Yeah. No, that's fun. Um, all right. So moving right along, because I know you've got places to go, people to see. Uh, what is your final item this evening? So the secret is, item, the secret item you wouldn't tell a, me. <laughs> this is a test for you. Ooh. I want you to tell me what you see in this item. Okay. So here comes the share now. Oh, is that? I mean, it's four pips. It's four pips. But he's, it's Picard. It's definitely Picard. But it, it's different. The the top the top part of the collar is different. Top part of the collar is different. That's not all that's different. The the lines on the on the on the sleeves. He's got the ranks on. The, oh, it's a um, a Deep Space Nine badge. Yeah. Is this like a variant? Oh, it was it go, was it ever a variant? Give us the rundown. What what what, what, what am I looking what at? What you here? see on the screen here is one of an entire line of action figures that were made. For Star Trek Generations. Oh, what you may not know, and what you may only know if you bought this entire line of action figures, which I did, um, is that Star Trek Generations was intended to have a new take on the Next Generation uniform for the movie. So much so that they sent all of the sketches to Playmates, the company that was making all the toys, Mm -hmm. for them to make toys based on those uniforms. What they did not account for was that the uniforms, when they made physical copies of, of which you can find shockingly few references of, by the way, shockingly few. It's one of those things where if this this movie had been taking place 10 years later, we'd have all of the, the reference photos, but you just can't find the reference photos. Um, this uniform only existed in behind the scenes shots, action figures, and one shot in Generations where Jordy LaForge is being tortured and you can barely see the uniform because that was one of the few scenes they shot with the actual uniform before they decided to do a weird mix and match of the next generation uniforms that they had been wearing and the deep space nine uniforms that were common to deep space nine at the time. The one new thing that was added was the new com badge, which was going to start with, with, with generations. And of course we see it in season three of deep space nine as the new com badge that took place at that point. Um, Interestingly, when it comes to the uniforms themselves, and I'm going to mix up some of the names on this, certain characters had to wear the the uniforms of other actors. So Patrick Stewart uh, got his own uniform. He got his own cut of the new uniform. I believe Britt Spiner did as well. But I want to say that uh, uh, Riker was wearing uh, 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 Commander Sisko's uniform in Generations. And I think Jordy was wearing Cole Meany's uniform, uh, Chief O'Brien's uniform. Yeah, because uh, Freaks is a big dude. Yeah. So this is one of like, it's so interesting to look back on these things because when you look at this, it's got all of the trappings of the Next Generation uniform, mm-hmm. but it's also got the the sort of line side of the, of the, the, the Wrath of Khan movie uniforms. Yeah but it still keeps the the colored collar it's got the lines on the sleeves reminiscent of the TOS uniforms it's very much an idea that crosses two different 
time frames of Star Trek, yeah. which is exactly what they were going for. But unfortunately, it just didn't work. Yeah. The costumes just didn't look right when they put them on. And this is one of the only vestiges of this uniform ever existing in Star Trek. And that's why I value this, this action figure line so much because it's, I, you bought, I bought all these action figures and I did, it didn't occur to me until years later that these were not what I saw on screen. Because if you'll recall from one of the episodes I was on, I went to this movie in the fifth grade, <laughs> I went to the opening in the fifth grade. And uh, I could tell there was something different about them, but I just never like researched it. And not that I could have, I was, it was 1990 something. I don't even know what year it was. Mm-hmm. 1990. Four, I think. Yeah, ninety four or ninety six. I want to say, yeah, something like that. It wasn't ninety six. That would have been. Uh, well, maybe it was ninety six. I don't remember. But it's just it's one of those things where it's 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 so interesting and unique and iconic. And they released every character with this uniform, uh, and I and and they're all all subtly different uh, because of the stripes on the sleeves. And it's just it makes me weirdly happy to know that there was just something else out there that we could have seen that we didn't see it's another alternate universe yeah, thing that yeah. I, just, I get into so much so do you still so you do still have this figure somewhere somewhere so again still still uh, on card oh no it's definitely not on card because i played oh. with this stuff baby i played I with it yeah I was a kid. I played with everything. I don't keep anything on card because it's 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 a, a, a an item that's meant to be enjoyed. Yes, it's meant to be taken out of the package and put in the bridge set. I put yep. these figures, these same figures, on the bridge set of 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 the of, of the Enterprise. Even though the the Generations Enterprise had a bunch of side action to it, like I, <laughs> I did that. What's uh what's the stat of curiosity? Do you know the value? I have never looked it up. Really? I because again, I I will be honest, I I bought the when I bought these things, I was a literal child. Yeah. I was not thinking about value. And what's funny about that, and 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 because I think about the the time that this was is that I remember specifically having my parents had a friend who ran a a comics like he worked with them, but he also on the side ran like a comics and cards side hustle. Yeah. And he was looking for two things. He was looking for Deanna Troy action figures uh, from the original TNG set. Mm-hmm. And he was looking for Bishop from the aliens action figure set. Oh. I, don't, I don't know if you remember the, the aliens action figures. They were not screen accurate. <laughs> Bishop <laughs> Bishop did not look like a, a, what's his name? Who was the actor? He ha- was like ball. He looked more like RoboCop, honestly. But he had like this <laughs> like cyber stuff on the side of him. And like, cause he was the, 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 you know, bad guy. Or at least no, he was, not he was, well, Bishop wasn't, but uh he was like the Android warrior Bishop, like he had a mini yeah. and all this stuff. And and I remember those two things specifically because we found a couple of Deanna Troys in a store. And of course I got one because I wanted one, but we bought whatever else they had to give to to him <laughs> in order to <laughs> to for him to to sell those things. Because back in the day, gang, if you don't know this. And, and I guess this still happens to a certain extent. You action figures were bundled based on the po- what what they assumed the sales were going to be. Yep. And so there might be in a box of 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 twenty figures, there might be five Rikers and five Picards and five Datas and two Deanna Troys. 
Yep. But that just made Deanna Troy more valuable more because valuable. she was harder to find. Yep. Um, and, and this was also something that you would see in Star Wars action figures for episode one, specifically like Darth Maul, they didn't think was going to be popular. So Darth Maul figures sold out everywhere. And they were all of a sudden going for $200 in 1997 or whatever year it was that that movie came out. Wow. I guess. <laughs> uh, anyway. Yeah. Well, so, so this has been your trip down uh, Drew's extremely nerdy pastimes. I have way more figures than this. I have at least two different Guinan action figures. Yes, I do. Wow. <laughs> I have the big hat and I have the slightly smaller hat. You better believe it. I think I also have the Generations Guinan, which had a different look to her. So uh, I'm going to have to confirm that before I claim that I have three Guinans. But, you know, we'll see that before Picard season two. Nice. Nice. (laughs) Well, uh, closing out this uh, show and tell, I will actually show um, a book that I have just received as of this recording. Uh, Just received it yesterday, actually. Um, it uh, It is not... It is not official from the Star Trek folks. It is so it is written by a fan, but this fan will be coming on the very next episode of this podcast. Mr. Kevin C. Neese, as he wrote the gospel according to Star Trek. And he sent me a hard copy. Uh, I loved my I love my art, my autographs, but there it is. He is personally signed. (laughs) And thanked me for for uh, inviting him on the show. There it is. But yeah, he's uh, he has actually agreed to come on. We've talked about religious themes in the show, and um, you know, Enterprise is not the first to deal with religious themes in uh, in the franchise. You know, TOS did it. I think pretty much every iteration has at least some sort of religious, um, if not uh, episode, then a character or. Uh, you know, a series of events uh, revolving around religion. And it's funny you say that like TOS definitely had some of those. Oh yeah. TNG did not for a period of time. Really? Because, because uh, Roddenberry was a, a, a resolute, atheist right yeah this stuff which but which is so funny when you consider that the first show that came out after his his death was deep space nine where commander cisco is a religious religious figure yeah (laughs) (laughs) but yeah it's you know i i love to see these uh to see these takes and uh you know analyzing uh franchises and fiction and and other things in pop culture through different lenses and uh for those of you who are interested in that type of thing he actually uh with a few friends few friends of his started a podcast focusing on those themes in the star trek franchise and it is called the gospel according to star trek podcast um i highly recommend checking it out if you feel so inclined uh they're super nice guys and i'm super excited to have them on they will be on next week to discuss uh enterprise season three episode 12 chosen realm which uh, is directed by roxanne dawson aka balana torres yes and uh that episode is really fascinating it deals with some um religious zealots and uh the actions that they take as they encounter the nx01 crew um thank you drew for sticking around and uh well i guess coming back on the show (laughs) for for this uh for this brief show and tell 
I uh, hope everybody has had fun watching it uh, or listening to it. However you've consumed it, thank you for doing that. And uh, and we will see you uh, hopefully again in the not too distant future. Uh, Drew, tell everybody where you can be found on the internet. You can find me uh, talking about a number of nerdy topics uh, varying by the month at the More You Nerd podcast, themoreyounerd.com the more you nerd wherever you can find it on social media and all of your podcatchers as well as the cosmic crit podcasts say do you like science fiction do you like fantasy do you like when those two things merge together in a tabletop rpg campaign well check out cosmic crit is it is a big part of the starfinder uh rule set the starfinder games by paizo uh, uh, and we are start just in the middle of season four of our show oh four seasons where am I going to start? Well, season one, season two, and season three are all brand new starts. You can choose any one you want, though I will caution season four is our season one characters returning for even more adventures. Uh, Cerrito Strong. And I am at Mr. Tade Davis on all of the socials from all of us at the Computer Resume podcast. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for watching and for listening. And I'll see you in 10 forward. Like, rate, review, and share on all your favorite platforms. Feel free to send us your subspace transmissions to computerresumepodcasts at gmail.com or at Computer Resume on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok. The Computer Resume podcast was created and produced by Mr. Todd A. Davis. Our logo was designed by Will Martin and Justin Bishop. The opening theme was produced by Justin Bishop. And our outro music was provided with permission by Dronode. Additional music was provided by Mr. Todd A. Davis and Gary Horn. And the voice of Computer Resume Podcast and executive producer, me, Kat Davis. Hashtag LLAP. We'll see you next time. Going through a Star Trek. We're doing Star Trek stuff in space. We probably got some phasers and shuttle pods. And we're going to find a brand new race. How's that for a slice of fried gold?